Holman, I don't think that I'm prepared for... Episode 66. Uh, yeah, you look a lot more tan than you normally do. <laughs> I got a nice tan, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You 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 look happy. You look refreshed. Those oh, big... except for this. Wait, hold on. Let me show you this. You ready? I'm gonna, I'm standing up. Now. I don't you guys, like this. You can't see I'm me. I'm afraid. Well, it, you're you're you've seen my fat belly before. Yeah, in bathing yeah. Suit. Uh-huh. Look at this. Look at this, dude. You're oh, red. Oh, look at you my belly. You are red, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, but I I do like that. All those ugly little bags in your eyes are gone. Yeah. You hey. Look, you, you look like a, a new baby is yeah. what you look like. Where did you, where did you go? You went and, uh, and I went from the drug cartel I went uh, just south of Cancun to Tulum, Tulum, Mexico. Which is beautiful, but I'm yes. pretty sure I warned you about that. I, I was not abducted by the cartel. Okay, good. Luckily, no, that didn't happen. It was great. I went down there with a family and we went to, uh, stayed in, at an all-inclusive resort. Okay. Which... Crazy that all these years I've never done an all-inclusive. My wife's been talking about it for eons, and this was the one that we finally just sprang for. Okay. Do you think that saved you money on family vacation? No. <laughs> no, it didn't. Because isn't the whole deal like you're not being nickled and dimed, right? You aren't being nickled and dimed. Okay. You still have to tip a lot oh, because that's expected. Okay, yeah. Not a ton, but hmm. it's nice that when you're sitting by the pool, you're never just, you're not constantly yeah. dipping into your wallet right. or you're not going charge of the room, charge of the room. Yeah. It's just no matter. Now, I will say this. The drinks are watered down mm. across all the resorts that we went to. Okay. But I didn't mind because I wasn't there to get drunk. I just this wanted time. my pina colada, my margarita, <laughs> my- Your, your umbrella? No, I got my umbrellas. Right. Yes, yeah, the whole good. thing. Excellent. I got some crazy colored drinks, which I think I posted photos yeah. of, and kind of red, white, and blue, which By I the way, cool. That is the I, I told you when you left. So you don't realize this, but we record once a week. But it's been like ten days since we last recorded because you went on vacation, right? And I was uh, I was trying to keep up on you. I don't even know if I have Wi-Fi. So the only way I knew you were live was your Instagram. Oh, is that really? Yeah, at LBC Lighting. I yeah. was uh, scrolling through my feed, and I'd be like, oh, he posted. Okay, so as of today, Lightning is accounted for. I'm here, and we, uh, some of the, you know, this is not a uh, how to spend your vacation in Mexico <laughs> yeah, but podcast, hey. but we went to the Gran Cenote, okay. which was, uh, those are caves okay. underwater, where basically, at one point, the ground fell in, uh-huh. and there's these beautiful, lush blue pools that you can swim for hundreds of yards in either direction and they are the caves are filled with bats and sharks and and no sharks okay no sharks. this is not part of the ocean this yeah, is but fresh so water. I just feel like whenever there's a <laughs> sharks. giant body of water, that, that <laughs> is deep, there's something living under it, and there's sharks. It was really, really cool. I remember as a kid when Jaws came out, right? And I remember that I was so afraid to go in the deep end of the pool, I could take my goggles and look underwater. And see, there are no sharks, and still did not trust that. To get, uh, that's what I imagine it's like when you go into the the blue pools down there in Mexico. Yeah, uh, so that was, the, the cenotes was really neat. We went in a couple very of them. Very cool, very cool. And then we saw the Mayan ruins in Tulum. We didn't I've go always to wanted the, to do that. We didn't go to the Chechen Itkas. I'm pronouncing that wrong. Of course uh, whatever you are. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it looks like chicken. My wife kept calling it, let's go to the chicken ruins. I go, it's not chicken, it's like Chechen Itas or something. Like, I don't know what it was. And so uh, we went to the ones in Tulum and spent a day there, and that was really neat to see these ruins that were, you know, built nearly a thousand years ago. Without any trucks. Without any trucks. By the way, speaking of trucks, did you see any Nissans down there? I rented a Nissan. Oh, you did? Yep. I okay. rented a, a Nissan and it wasn't one that I had heard of. So I'm going to open up my photos really quick and look at my photo of the an X-Trail. Oh, yes. The, so, uh, yeah, those are uh, those are like a little... Uh, uh, like a little SUV. It's a miniature SUV. Yeah, but yes. it's but it's kind of rugged looking and and uh, they're cool. I, I really like enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the air conditioning. Kicked uh-huh. ass that air conditioning. Yeah, what was the weather like down there? It was in the nineties, and it was not as humid. Uh, the, the humidity was not as high as I ex- would have thought it was going to be. Okay, well that's you know, a, it that's was a bonus. nicer than Florida. 
you know, it was like I've been to South Florida a bunch of times, and this was not as bad, even though you're much further south. You know, you're near the equator, and this was really enjoyable. Uh, the X Trail was was really fun. It was a car that I had never, I didn't even know existed. Now you you're aware of this, right? This, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think it has the CVT transmission. Okay. So it doesn't it didn't shift the way that I I'm used to. Well, remember we had our Rogue in uh, for Lone Star and Throwdown, and that had a CVT, and you were actually like, oh, I'm actually impressed with this one. It was nice, and this had they, a uh, lot N- of Nissan does a good job of stepping it to make it feel like a, a, a more modern transmission. Right. And, or and, or a, not a modern, but a traditional transmission. And this had the same thing. You'd floor it, and it just. <laughs> it just was it was odd but it had a lot of pickup and I was impressed with it. Yeah, I believe the uh the X Trail is uh the same as R is it like a Nissan Rogue? Yeah, similar. But, but it's a little more rugged looking, right? Yes, it yeah. looked a little more off-road. So you basically rented the exact same car down in uh, Mexico as you did when we went to Texas. It is it's the same as the Rogue? Yeah, was yours a was it a a two-row, three-row? Uh it was a two-row. Two row, I think. Yeah, so it's like I think that's like yeah, it was our, a two row. Uh, I believe the if X- it was a three, then the back seat. No, it had to be two row. I feel like the X Trail now, the one that you would run, is the same as our Rogue. Where's it? Let me see a picture. It's right here. But I didn't. Yeah, I just shot the back as I was leaving. Yeah. I thought, oh crap, I better shoot a photo of this vehicle. <laughs> All right, well, glad you got some Nissan time. I'm alive. Speak, well, I'm, I'm more glad that you got some <laughs> Nissan time. No, no, I need you for the show. Uh, I would like to take a moment and thank our presenting sponsor, Nissan. Nissan. Yeah. So uh, if you're in the market for a brand new half-ton, full-size, mid-size truck or van, head on down to your Nissan dealer. The Nissan Titan and Titan XD come with an industry-leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And they're basically just awesome trucks. And uh, the 2019 has that new Fender audio system. You get Titan boxes. Hey, uh, you also want to check out our friends over at Decked, too. We can't forget our associate sponsor, Decked. Now, we're talking about Decked a lot. And it's a wonderful, uh, a really fantastic invention, a storage solution for the back of your truck or van. But a lot of you, I, I suspect, don't, you can't visualize. Yeah, what would so, I use it for in my truck bed, right? right? So I suggest you go to Decked.com. Is it the gallery tab? Yeah, so uh, on the uh, on the home page of deck.com if you scroll down you'll see a, uh, a a i don't know a box for a customer gallery and it's really cool if you click on that you can see a gazillion different ways that customers are using their decks in the real world and so those deck systems are filled with everything from fishing poles and guns and tools and all those different things and you can see them on overland rigs and work trucks and and it really helps you visualize how other people are using them and there's some companies out there that do inserts uh, that keep things from rattling around, like foam inserts that are cut out where you put your your tool or implement. It's in funny your deck that system. they've they've started a cottage industry. You know, right, deck yeah. has grown. I mean, they're big deck- enough now. People are making accessories for deck, which is right. an accessory for your Nissan <laughs> That's or so or other truck. Right? right. So anyway, go to deck.com and check out the gallery. What's the tab called again? Uh, it's deck.com is the uh, main page, and to get to the customer gallery, it is deck.com/pages/customer-gallery. You'll just go to the homepage. Yeah, You'll just find go to the homepage. It. Click yeah, on exactly. it. Hey, let's start the show. The truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with. The truck show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that. The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. 
feel like I hey, that's us. should have stayed down in Mexico a little longer. Uh, why? Because you're rusty? I just, yeah, there was no, this rust now is permanent. <laughs> I need like. Yeah, um, but you have baby burnt baby skin. And so it's like really, <laughs> it's really, you look refreshed, but also on fire at the same Physically, time. Physically, I feel great. Mentally, I am not awake. Do you have the vacation blues? I don't know if the vacation blues have set in yet. Yeah, you know when they set in? When you step into the office Monday yes. morning. Yeah, <laughs> gonna suck. Uh, I was doing a lot of email that I shouldn't have been doing, like work-related stuff. I would have to. I was sneaking How, off I was to the say, room. Did you hide that? I you did. only emailed me like twice or texted me twice, like in the middle of the night. I'm like, my wife and I are watching TV. She's like, "Who's that?" I'm like. Jay must have gotten away from his family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sneaking away. Well, the kids would sneak away and go play their video games on their phones. So they actually had a rec hall in this resort for the kids. Oh, that's cool. And so they were playing Xbox and whatnot. And I would sneak off with my, you know, with my pina colada. I was doing the fruity <laughs> drinks. I had some coronas and all that, but and I would go over and, and for like twenty minutes I would check email and stuff and they would just be stacked. Well, up. you're like me. You're like me. You can't leave for any period of time. Because you're just doing yourself a disservice when you return if you can't keep up on it. I just, there are some jobs I think you can, at 5 p.m., you, you go live. home. I don't know what that's like. No. I literally get about 300 emails a day. Right. And well, at just, one point, you saw my my yeah. post. You posted, and okay, so you posted, <laughs> would you have 12,000? So I took a screenshot of my, uh, of your my home, iPhone. Home screen, Right, yeah. and it said 27,000 emails with my little red And bubble. I posted mine because I was like, I thought I was bad. I had almost 9,000. And then one of our mutual friends posted, he had 100,000. <laughs> we're like, okay, you win. Now, so some of that with 100,000 has got to be spam, but I do yeah, my course. very best to eliminate spam. But not your emails. <laughs> well, I mean, I check as many as I possibly can. I think I do a really good job. I very not rarely do I miss an email. Not if you have 20,000 emails. It's just crazy. Yeah. I, and I, I saw that, so, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm doing my best to respond, and I'm also checking. I had a guy helping me out with social media, and he was doing his best to respond, but he had questions and he was kind of pinging me throughout the week and he was doing a great job at not bothering me on the vacation uh-huh. but he'd be like hey i hope you're having a great vacation but yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. holman one of our uh listeners sent me a link to a story out of uh wdbj out of um it's alabama i don't know what city but it's titled a tuscaloosa dad designs truck to raise awareness for autism Oh, okay. And then I looked at the link, and it is a uh, it's GMC Sonoma with puzzle pieces. It's a blue uh, oh, yeah. GMC so Sonoma. That, like, that's the autism with, sort of logo. Yeah, puzzle pieces all over it, and it's got a dude with a, a Dickies jacket and a hat turned backwards, and I said, this is our man. All right, well, let me dial. Hello? Nick, Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. What's happening, dude? How's it going? How's it going, man? Good. Hey, before we're going to talk to you, we need to play an intro real quick, so don't say anything, Nick. Hang, hang tight. Okay. We in the club. We in the club. We rolling deep. We rolling deep. We in the club. We in the club. We scraping streets. Scraping streets. Method, lower, new, old, fast, slow. We're in the club. Method, lower, new, See, it's because Nick is in a club. He's in excessive lifestyle in Alabama. But that's not really why we're calling him. We're calling him because he's doing a really good charitable thing, and it involves a lower truck. And he's also been the only person on earth to take a uh, square body S15 and make it rad. <laughs> that's true. Just kidding, Nick. We're just giving you a hard time. That truck is badass. So tell us a little bit about your inspiration and uh, why you're building it. Well, um, I uh, I didn't build the truck. I bought the truck like it said. 
Now, I did all the puzzle pieces, and I did the, um, the interior part. I didn't build the box or nothing inside of it. It was all half done, but I carpeted it and everything, and I put the puzzle pieces on it. But the reason I did it is for my daughter. My, uh, my youngest daughter, she's fixing to be eight years old, and she is autistic. And, um, you know, I, I see a lot of people that ride around in uh, nice cars with logos. And um, I've seen powder puff, a powder puff car, and I've seen a Hardy's car and stuff like that. And I wanted to build something like that, but I wanted to build something that made a difference. I continued to, to put my head around building an autism truck. I started with a, a 86 S10 Blazer that had hydraulics on it, and uh, it was hard to get it right so i stripped it and sold it and i went and bought the s10 and um i have uh made so many lives change since i've put this truck together and it is it's wonderful it is uh it is the the best thing that i have ever had in my life um watching kids that uh, have autism play in that truck and and my daughter my daughter she loves playing in it watching her ride in it, it it's it's amazing so let's uh, talk about the fact that the truck has the puzzle piece design, which is uh, something that is tied to the autism movement. And, and but pa- pause there for a second, talking about the puzzle pieces. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Because I, I, I'm not, I don't know why the puzzle pieces and how does that tie to autism? A lot of autistic stuff that you pull up always had puzzles on it, and uh, so I, I, I just took the puzzle theme and, and just ran with it, and. Uh, as I, I, I didn't really think about it at the time, but I, I, I got to thinking and I was like, well, after I put the puzzles on the truck, I, you know, I, I want to do more. So, uh, I've let kids with autism sign that truck. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen all the pictures that are on my page or whatever, but, um, I have kids names on that truck all the way from Australia. Oh and, gosh. uh, I'll, I'll, I, that truck. Ever since that truck has aired the news, it is all over the United States. Yeah, and you have all the names and birthdays of, of children yes. on it, on each puzzle yes, piece, right? It belongs to yes, sir. one child that, that represents autism. And, and the autism puzzle piece goes back to 1963. So it was created by uh, a parent on the uh, board of the National Autistic Society. And so back then, it was they didn't understand it, and so they thought that kids had this puzzling condition. I guess it was sort of the the roots of that. And so yes, since the mid '60s, uh, the puzzle pieces come to be part of the autism movement. Got it. Um, but to to see you integrate that into your truck, and not only do that, but have the names and birthdays of actual kids from around the world, really. Uh, is really yes, neat, and I'm I'm sure that they just love the fact that they get to add a puzzle piece and their name to your truck. Yes, sir. Ever since that truck has aired the news, people have shared it all over, and I have my my Facebook has not stopped. Um, I get messages, I get emails, I get everything, and um, it, it is uh, it is it's awesome. Like it it makes me feel so good that I that I can actually touch these people's hearts and. You know, um, it, it feels it makes me feel good because I, I talked to a, a mother the other day on uh, FaceTime and her son was in the background and he was so excited. And they are all the way in Georgia and they're driving down here just so I can take him for a ride in this truck. No kidding, wow, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. So how many years um, ago did awful. you uh, did you put the truck or this idea together? Okay, so when I had the Blazer, it was about six years ago. Okay, I started the the project for a friend of mine's nephew. Okay, um, when when I come up with it, it was for him. And um, after I started working on the Blazer, about three years after that. I found out that my daughter was autistic. It was something that I just wanted to keep doing, and and uh, I, I just I wanted to make a difference. And uh, my daughter, she she loves working on the truck with me, and that is the best part of it. You know, actually getting to see her actually put her hands on it. That's just something that touches my heart. I, I couldn't finish the blazer. The blazer kept giving me a lot of problems. So I stripped it and I sold it and I found the F ten in Louisiana. I bought it from a guy named Ricky. Um I drove eight hours from Alabama all the way to New Iberia, Louisiana and bought the truck. I brought the truck back home. I, I parked it in my yard, I covered it up, and uh I have a friend, his name is Jeremy Abbott. He lives in uh in Auburn. And I called him and I asked him if he would draw it for me with the puzzle pieces on it. And he did. And when I saw it, I fell in love with it. And uh, I took the truck and uh, I have a friend that does uh, vinyl. And I told her, I said, I want you to put puzzle pieces all over this truck. And she looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> she didn't know what I was going to do. But um, so she got the truck finished. I dropped it off on a Wednesday morning and um i figured that you know about five or six o'clock that afternoon she would have called me well she still hadn't called me and uh i was getting kind of worried and she called me about ten thirty that night and uh told me the truck was ready i went to pick it up and there were so many people in the parking lot i couldn't get to the truck and they were just so amazed by what i had you know what i was doing and and you know uh driving that truck all over tuscaloosa and watching people's faces um you know I, I drive it all the time and um I, I could be parked in a grocery store and parents come up and they're you know they i I've, I've i have learned to to know that you know people come and talk and ask and 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 i love that you know it, it makes me feel good and that's pretty much really all i'm trying to do i'm just trying to make a difference now, uh, Nick, are you trying to raise money in any way, or just get a conversation well, going? Well, I, 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 uh, I have a lot of parents that ask me how much does it cost to get their kid's name on the truck. The the to put the kids' names on the truck is free. I don't charge anything for that. And um, I was talking to my fiance about it, and um, you know, everybody told me I should do a GoFundMe page. And I really didn't want to because I don't want people to get the idea that I'm out here trying to take people's money because I definitely am not trying to do that. I did set up a GoFundMe page, and what I was wanting to do is the money that I can make off of that goes on the truck so I can get it finished and get it the right way I want it to be. And then after that, if if I can still continue to, to keep the GoFundMe page going, I want to be able to give that to families with kids with autism who are struggling and, and, and that I can help. Uh, you, you, you did recently start a, a Facebook page called Team Autism Spectrum where people can check out the truck and, and interact with you. And it's kind of cool because the uh, looks like maybe the bed of the truck is tub, so you have some really wide wheels. 
And so, yes, sir, it has it has big wheels on it. And if you look, I also have the puzzle the puzzles inside the rim on the back. That's exactly what I was going to point out. Is it's very cool because you've got these deep yes, dishes sir. in the back and you've got puzzle yes, pieces sir. sitting right there on them. So I I, yes, I have sir. a question. I I here's here's my idea, Nick. Feel okay. free feel free to ditch it if you think it's lame. But this okay. is this this truck is going. It is taking on a life of its own, and you're going to yes. be asked to tour it at, at the very least around the south to a lot of the, right. the, the the truck shows and whatnot. Why don't you take a piece of plexi? And put it in the back in the bed and turn the bed into like a deposit box where it's got a slit into it and everyone can put bills in it, kind of like you you would with a Red Cross box that I just saw at the airport the other day. And yeah, I, turn it into a collection awesome. box and then take that from truck show to truck show. And not only Or you could just crack the window. Right? Yeah. I never thought about that. So that's, not, that's awesome. So but then you're taking it and then it's a great visual and Maybe what you do is you take you make one key, right? It's got a lock and it's only one key, and you give that key to the foundation that you're trying to raise money for. And at the end of the right. year, that they you drive it over to them, they already have the key and they do the unveiling and they count the cash and the whole thing. Right. That that would be awesome. That I didn't even never think about that. Tell us about the truck. Like what you've got? What it's it's is it a body drop? It's uh, tell me. No, it's 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 not body dropped or anything. It's just it's just bagged. That's it. it it's not body dropped. Um, it does have a lot of work that that needs to be done. Um, the wheels on the front, it's it's tucking twenty twos right now. The wheels on the front are kind of damaging the front end of it, and I have to get some twenties put on the front. But I would like to be able to keep the wheels like they are in the back. And, um, I got to do some, uh, I got a brake booster and stuff. I got to get put on it and, uh, just little odds and ends like that. I put a 10 inch tablet in the dash. I did that last weekend. Um, I took it to the show, uh, yesterday and, and everybody loved it. And, um, I've got some interior, uh, that uh, some interior stuff that I want to do. Um, just little odds and ends stuff, you know, um, I got to get another compressor because it's only running off of one compressor. So I got to get another compressor, and other than that, really, that's that's about it. So if people want to reach out to you and maybe donate to uh, getting the truck repaired and, and back in shape, because I think the autism uh, goal is amazing, especially right now it's April, so it's Autism Awareness Month, so it's perfect timing. But if there's people yes, who understand that the the tool or the implement for getting that message across is the truck, and they want to help donate some time or labor, yes. they can find you, Nick Hallam, on Facebook. You're pretty easy to find, or on the yes. uh, Team Autism Spectrum page. And, yep. uh, Nick, we've got your contact info, so if anybody wants to reach out to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, if you want to help with some parts or labor, you live down there, you want to help Nick out to uh, help him keep doing doing good by uh, the autism community and these kids and, and helping put smiles on their faces, reach out to us and we'll put you in touch with Nick. Yeah, and, and also, Nick, uh, we'd be happy to help to, to reach out to guys at Viair and some stuff like that to help you get some parts. I, I'm sure that they would be happy to contribute, you know, parts yes, sir, to, that to, would be to awesome. get this thing up and running. Yes, sir. Now, um, I was going to do, like, the truck looks good the way it sits, like paint job and stuff. And uh, I was going to have it repainted. I have a guy who was going to repaint it. But I've been kind of really seriously thinking because, like, I have 100 pieces, 100 puzzle pieces on the truck right now. There's two names to each puzzle. And, like, I have run slap out of puzzles. So I have a whole bunch <laughs> of more puzzles coming. And I, I kind of been thinking... And um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start
start signing names on the hood. I'm going to just let 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 kids start signing the hood, and I'm going to do the names like in a row, and then um, when the hood is full of names, I'm going to clear coat it. There you go. Love that. Well, you've got a, a soft tonneau on the back, so you know maybe yeah. if you went to a hard tonneau, that gives you some more real estate for for more puzzle pieces. But and you're going to have to add a trailer at some point, and the trailer's <laughs> oh, going to be yeah, coated. Yeah. It's going to be covered in in uh, in puzzle pieces, and those puzzle will have signatures. Well. Yep. Yeah. Um. Um. Me and a buddy of mine, we was thinking um about that. We were talking about that at work the other day. Uh, I want to find another S10 that looks almost similar to this one, and take the bed and cut it right behind the cab. And make a trailer out of it and bag it. So when it's all together, it's all on the ground. That is what I'm talking about. All right, so. brother. Well, we appreciate everything that you're doing for the kids, and and so awesome for you to uh, to have a tool to help them and and get them smiling and excited about something. Again, if any of our listeners want to help out, truckshowpodcast at gmail dot com or look up Nick Hallam on Facebook and uh, companies that are out there. If anybody wants to donate some. Uh, Again, some labor, some parts, help Nick out to get this truck going. Uh, you know, reach out and we'll 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 hook you guys up and we'll share uh, your uh, your page on on the Truck Show Podcast page on Facebook. Hey, Nick, awesome. what awesome. your um your your club mates in excessive lifestyle? How a how big a club is that down there? And then are, oh. have they been pretty supportive? Well, um, my uh, I only have one other guy here in in Tuscaloosa, but as far as I am, my understanding is is they're all over. Now, the guy who is the actual uh, president, he is from California. His name is Peter, and he is awesome. He wants me to go to Scraping the Coast, and he wants to rent a booth, and he wants to put my truck in the booth at Scraping the Coast. You should do that, and you should that's, yeah. where, that's where you do the, the plexiglass liner. Yes, sir. And uh, I told him that I wanted to, and, you know, I, I, I do have a full-time job, and I told him that if I can do it, that I'm, I'm going to. But I do have a full-time job, and I've got to be able to be able to take off work. So Yeah, well, that's a great show to kick it off. That's a big, yeah, big show. Yeah. yeah, Nick, really appreciate it. Hey, I really do appreciate you guys contacting me, and I, um, I appreciate y'all um, sharing my word. Absolutely, man. I, Not as much as we appreciate you. I, I really you. want to get this out as much as I can. All right. Well, you can find well, Nick Hallum, H-A-L-L-U-M, on Facebook. Hit him up and, uh, you know. Uh, make a donation if you got parts like Holman said. Please help him out. All right, brother. Okay, thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks, All right, Nick. buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. I feel like such a slacker after talking to Nick. Why? Because you just got back from Mexico and you haven't done anything good for humanity at all in like the last 10 years? <laughs> I just sat there on a lounge chair and drank. And meanwhile, this dude is putting blood, sweat, tears, hard work, effort into making little kids smile. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, Light. <laughs> hey, well, what did you do this last week to make kids smile? Uh, let's see. I uh, tickled my daughter and roughhoused, and uh, my older daughter. And I went, we went on a bike ride, and uh, yeah, not selfish. It was for you. No, taking care of my family. Yeah. Oh, I know. I didn't travel for four days, but <laughs> I'm back on the road tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you mind if we read some emails? It's been a little bit. Uh, it's been a while. All right. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. All right, who's starting? Am I starting or you starting? Uh, I handed you a whole stack. Of no, I haven't. I said, am I starting or you starting? Yeah, you, Who wants to go you, with you it? Go. You go. Okay, this one is titled Five Mounted 
Wow. Hold on. He says five mounted Seriously. stars parameters. Hold on. Seriously, it Wait. took you three words of a sentence to mess up. I know. Hold Welcome on. back. <laughs> Five mounted stars parameters. Mounted monitor key engine parameters. Five star review. Five star. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Thanks, Emmy. Okay, this one's from Chris Martin. Lightning Holman just catching up on episode 64 and the discussion about t-shirts reminded me that I'm still waiting on my shirt and when you read my emails on the show in June, way back from them. Hmm. Yeah, we have not uh, not maybe we sent those shirts out as promised. Busy. They're just sitting on the floor of my house in nah, a that's big not a box. Good place for them. Being a big boy in uh, in in Canada didn't help my chances, but I've been jonesing for a truck show podcast T-shirt so bad that I lost one hundred pounds. What? And now need a smaller shirt, only three X. Wow, good for him. I promised to send pictures of me in the shirt with my 94 K1500 and my daily driver, a Freightliner Cascadia. Yeah. Keep up the great work and five stars. Five stars. All right. That's from Chris Martin. Sweet. Uh, Congrats on the weight loss, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, Lightning, I struggled to lose three, four pounds. (laughs) You know what I had on the plane ride back? Um, An entire bag of M&M's. Not the little bag, the family share size. Because you bought that at the airport and I, you couldn't resist. I bought it at the airport because my kids are like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You and are I, literally going to be the creepy old man who walks around with a bag of M&M's in your pocket <laughs> and like just nibbles on them. Those aren't M&M's. <laughs> All right, we got one from uh, Kirk here. He says it's an update from an old email and uh, also an episode 64 comment. It says, hey guys, back in November, I sent in an email asking about truck advice hauling around the family and my forerunner, which you guys read on an episode. You guys mentioned to look at the Titan, which I sort of did, but plans changed, and my wife and I decided. What to do you mean? What, what about? What do you mean? Sort of did. <laughs> he says, uh, "Weak sauce." Plans changed, and my wife and I decided to add a sliding truck camper to the list. Oh, I was surprised to hear you recommend a 6.8 liter V10 Ford for the KOH guy because that's exactly what I ended up getting. It says picked up a 2008 F350 crew cab long bed for under fifteen thousand, and we bought an older Alaskan camper sliding. Picture detached of the truck camper combo. Yes, strapping was a little ghetto. Just to get it home. Still need to pick up a trailer to haul the forerunner. Keep up the great show and content. That's from Kirk, and he says, five stars. Nice. This one's from Tucker, titled Roush Super Duty. Is this our friend Trucker Jones, which is actually Tucker Jones? (laughs) Tucker, we always say Trucker Jones. We screwed up every single time. Uh, yeah, it's Trucker Jones. Uh, let's see here. What up, Lightning and Holman? I'm with Lightning on the Roush packages. Can't go wrong with some nice two-inch shocks, but the rest of it is just overpriced jewelry on a truck that should be made to function. I don't think you can really call 20-inch wheels off-road wheels unless they're going to add 40-inch tires and lockers to the package. But I'm a big Super Duty fan, and it could be cool to see a true performance package for them. Good news is the aftermarket does a great job, and we can learn a lot about it on your show. Have a great day, and keep up the good work, Tucker. As we like to say, Trucker Trucker, Joe. Trucker Joe. (laughs) Trucker Joe. I got one here from Seth. He says, hello, gentlemen. I appreciate y'all answering half of my email on the show last week about the changes Toyota needs to make to stay competitive. I was hoping you wouldn't just answer everything, haha. But Holman forgot to give his comments on the spy shots from January. He didn't even tell us that he was embargoed. Oh, no. Embargoed. <laughs> yes, like that. <laughs> just skipped it completely. So if y'all could spend a quick 30 seconds filling in any blanks or telling me what you think the camouflage is hiding, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for all the work you put into the show, and I don't think that we... Uh, Forgot at all. I think we glanced right past that, actually. Yeah, we, we did not uh, read um, that section. I, I, just as we touched on an episode or two ago, um, sounds like the the 
Tundra and the next generation Tacoma are going to share the same platform, and that's all the info we have right now. Hey, you know what I saw a lot of when I was in Mexico? I saw the Hilux. Oh, Hilux is all over. I didn't realize that I had seen Hiluxes before because I wasn't doing this podcast. I wasn't hyper aware of that oh, truck. Of and Hiluxes? now, and I saw them all over uh, Cancun. Oh, yeah. And I thought, mm, cool, but I wasn't blown away. I yeah, thought, right. I don't know why everyone is clamoring for them up here, or are they not? I don't know. Do you know? It's like you I, can't get them here, though. Well, I know that, but yeah. people are like, "Oh, if we could only get the Hilux." Eh, hey, you know nothing. I pulled into trust. a gas station on the way to the airport because I didn't yeah. want to leave my 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 Nissan uh-huh. with a half tank because they charge you like eight bucks a gallon at, <laughs> at the Avis rental place, <laughs> of right? Of course they do. So I pull up the gas station, and the guy's standing there, kind of like old school in the U.S. where they used to pump yeah. your gas for you. Or if you're in New Jersey or, or Oregon. Oregon, exactly. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I had some, I still had pesos I had to burn, so I figured, I'm going to tip this guy. Get it? I'm, no, I don't want to go home with any pesos. Okay. And yeah, I, you went home with a giant bag of M&Ms. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, that was at the airport. So I go up, and, and I watch the guy pick up the green nozzle, and he puts it in. I go, no. <gasps> Thinking it's diesel. No, it doesn't work that way. No, nope, sure doesn't. I didn't know, and I was like trying to. St- and the guy looks at me and he goes, "No, no diesel." <laughs> he, I was not the first person yeah, who tried to stop well, him. And there's a lot of Americans who go down there, so I'm sure he rolls his eyes every single time one of you gringos goes down there and thinks it's diesel. Well, what the hell with the green on the on the normal gas? It's a different country. They don't have your rules. No, but it should be international. You're going there. You assimilate to their lifestyle. It should be international. Well, okay, I'm not saying he, they're wrong. Then I'm saying we're wrong. Somebody's wrong. By the way. Hey, you can get green pumps here that aren't diesel, that are ethanol. So it's not. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. The, the world is tough to me. <laughs> what are you going to do? This one's titled Daily Drivers from Aaron. Hey, mini man and Holman. How dare you, Aaron? <laughs> I commute 100 miles a day in my Kia Rio. In a previous life where my commute was much more manageable, I had a 2012 WRX STI. I saved the trucks and motorcycles the way, for the weekend. By the way, fun car. Yes, it is. After hearing all the flag lightning is getting for his Mini, I'm curious what an acceptable daily driver would be. Not really a truck question, but I'm just curious as I'm getting the itch for a fun commuter. Again, preferably with a manual transmission. Mm. Since we're talking small hamster-powered engines here. Go, little Navarro, you go. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't have Emmy's little go, Navarro, you go drop. That was from a previous show and I didn't highlight it. Um, What are your thoughts on a commuter, on a manual commuter? Uh, hmm. There's a bunch of stuff. Honda Civic Si. Yeah, new, uh, the new Civic Si is the, great. The uh, Fiesta or Focus oh, RS. The R Focus RS would be the yeah, pick. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, Subaru. Uh, you still get WRX with a stick. Okay. Um, I don't know. There, I mean, there's some decent stuff that's still out there. Honestly, that base model Frontier I had the 19,890 extended cab. What was the, the mileage Ford? on that thing? It's like mid 20s. Oh my god. With a five speed. So you could have a daily driver truck. Yeah. Okay. I, and it was fine. Yeah. For, for being under 20 grand with a full warranty and decent interior, had a four, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, you get your four, your three squares a day that has four speakers. It had, oh, it had roll up windows. Yeah, but I think cool. he's, look at, he's had a, he had a, a, a WRX STI and the, the, the Rio was probably fully loaded for the money he spent. So, whereas the Nissan is a, an amazing truck. It's going to be fairly stripped by comparison. He's probably looking for a fully loaded package, but with manual. Hmm. I don't. I didn't hear fully loaded. I heard fuel economy. Well, and, based uh, on based commuting. on his his previous two vehicles, I'm guessing uh, he didn't get a, a stripped WRX. No, no, I, I get you. I'm just thinking. Oh, you know what? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure you could get an EcoBoost Mustang with this dick, couldn't you? An EcoBoost must owe that. Or a Camaro? You absolutely can. We had one at Banks. Yeah, there, I think you can get a Camaro 2-liter turbo with a stick, too. I don't know how the mileage was. I think they're pretty decent. I think they're close to 30. But it it it, it scooted right along, I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah. I mean, we're truck guys, but I wouldn't be ashamed to have any of those cars. Huh. Yeah, that Mustang was fun. Yeah, and two, I was that 2.3 Turbo 4? Yeah. Yeah, and it's more balanced because there's less weight on the nose. Hmm. Hmm. And it didn't sound all that awful, either. You know, it doesn't sound I mean, like the 5.0. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. All right, got one here from Mike, and he says, uh, Hey, guys, you're doing an awesome job, and it sucks only having one new episode a week. Can you quit your day jobs yet? Well, this is sort of part of my day job, so if I quit my day job, I don't know if I'd still be doing the podcast. Here's the thing. Win the lottery, send some money our way, <laughs> and, and we'll do whatever you every want. Every day, yeah, that's right. He says, Haha, just kidding. P.S. I doubt you have any left, but I've been waiting for my T-shirt from when I emailed you during like, episode four, and you oh, said you sent me one. Wait a minute, episode four? We know those went out. <laughs> yeah, those did go out. Uh, maybe the mailman kept it. How am I supposed to track more listeners to your podcast if they don't see me sporting a shirt? Just kidding. If you feel like sending me one or even a sticker, my address is. And I will add that to the I'm, – I'm putting the spreadsheet together of all the ones we owe. And it's probably – I don't know if it will be the last round of shirts, but Mike, we'll get yours, uh, we'll get yours in on that one. This one's from Kyle. Hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Loved the show. Looked forever to find a good car truck-related show, and I finally found one. I can't wait for week to week. So with the new Bronco coming out soon, it would really be sweet to hear a show or segment on the older Bronco Blazer, Ram Chargers, that started the SUV craze. I personally have an 89 Ram Charger with a 318 and an SB727 Auto. Nice. Thanks for all the content, Kyle. Oh, P.S. Snapped a pic of this Roush Super Duty in the wilds of 205 outside of Vancouver, Washington. So apparently someone bought one. Yeah, okay. cool. Good for them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we had our thoughts about that Roush uh, Super Duty. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 All right, so I got one here from my friend Stephen Watson, who is the owner of Off-Road Design out there in uh, Carbondale, Colorado. They make a ton of like really awesome hardcore four by four parts. Okay, and uh, I, in fact, I just went to for wait for for what kind of vehicles? Just builder parts. So oh. yeah, like uh, I think he kind of staked his reputation on full size four by four builds. Like okay, big full size solid axle Chevys and stuff like that. Okay, but he's got all sorts of stuff. And in fact, I stopped by his booth in Moab when I was there for Easter Jeep Safari a couple weeks ago, and he and ran the other way. And to he get wasn't away. there. <laughs> I think he's actually, oh sure coincidence. I, ran the, he was behind the backside of the tent. To no, 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 I think he was on the full size invasion run. Oh, okay, which is pretty cool. So anyway, he writes this email. I just thought he was one of those guys that I you, you like to think he's your friend, but no, he's not but really this your is friend. What I don't understand is I know Steve. <laughs> and he's never once said he listens to the show in over a year, 66 episodes, and I get an email from him. Okay. That's just funny. I'm like, what? Okay. And, and what does but, he say? But the email came to Truck Show Podcast at Gmail, not to like <laughs> Sean, Hol Sean Holman at Motor Trend. Right. So well, who knows? All right. So Steven says material for a mini trucking episode or maybe just something to laugh at. I haven't decided myself. I like that they're trying so hard to be trucks and being a mountain dweller. I can see some use in a Subaru truck since the cars get around really well in crappy weather and having a bed is why we're truck guys. But part of me wants to hurl too. I get really mixed up when I see the, the uh, Volkswagen Beetle stepside conversion. Since I've become a Stepside fan, I think it's cool, but ah, it's on a Beetle. So anyway, what he's talking about is if you go to www.smithkitcars.com, that's Smith S M Y T H K I T C A R S dot com, Smith Kit Cars, they turn everyday cars like Subaru Imprezas, okay, Dodge Chargers, Volkswagen Beetles. Oh Jettas my, look at into those. Into pickup beds. What? Isn't that crazy? What? That rad that Subaru looks. That what? Charger? A Dodge Charger as a pickup. 
Now, this reminds me, when I was in downtown Tulum, Mexico, I saw a Subaru or something that I couldn't catch the bag. A brat? Maybe. Or a Baja? It looked like one of the, yeah, brat or a Baja. And I thought, oh my God, if they only still had those. Well, and of course, this. it had dudes in the so, back of the, back, think you know, of it this way. down the highway. This would be called a ute in Australia. This is basically what their utes are. So basically, you can turn a Hemi Charger, a Volkswagen Jetta, a Golf, an Audi A4S4, a Subaru Impreza, or a Volkswagen Beetle into a ute with a short bed on the back. And I'm, I'm with Steven. Part of me is like, that's really badass. And part of me is like, that's horrible. Yeah, this is yeah. Their, it's, look, it's, at, look at the beetle. It's like sacrilege. Look at the new beetle. And yet, let me see the new beetle. Look now, how red that, it looks. No, that's ridiculous. No. The beetle looks silly. That looks. Look at the big step side fenders on now, the back. That, of that looks thing. like a. Uh, look at that. that. What, what is that? Plymouth that we hate? Uh, the PT Cruiser. The PT Cruiser. God. Yeah, big awful. old teardrop fenders. I don't know. No, I, but you know what? The Dodge I, Charger is just such cool. a disaster that I kind of like oh, it. It comes cool. full circle. Interesting. I don't know. Like I'm looking at it and I'm going, I could. It's not a truck, right? Because it's it's not a truck. But no, wait, he can't be so. It's a well, Ute. I've never seen one of these. He's here in the states. Yeah. So uh, Smith Kit Cars, and that's Smith with a Y dot com. So uh, check well, that, that would out. be Smythe then, right? Uh, maybe you have been Smythe by Smith. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not sure. So Stephen continues. On the other hand, if mini trucks are legit, maybe these aren't all that bad. So many questions. He says, on a totally different subject, my million-mile D-Max project that lasted through three editors at Diesel Power Mag, Holman being one of them. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. that story. Uh, lost an injector uh, in some way after 50,000 miles and left my dad and I on the side of the road in West Virginia. At the end of the story, we ended up with an LML GMC, the broken O3 dually on the trailer, my dad driving our trail rig home from Kentucky. Actually, the very end of the story is the L5P chassis cab flatbed that I'm driving now, and I'm loving it. As for the broken LB7 truck, it's sitting in waiting for some attention to figure out why it has a dead hole. Keeping my fingers crossed that SoCal Diesel's cut and coated pistons took the heat and it's just a valve problem. Anyway, I can't quit listening to the show, so you're probably doing it all wrong. I'm not an eye guy, so I can't rate <laughs> you guys on iTunes, but if I could, I'd give you 0.5 stars short of 5. Yep. 4.95 stars. Why? Close enough that you can round it up to five, but still be reminded of your April Fool shenanigans and their consequences. Uh, oh. What do you mean consequences? Oh. Should we do 4.95 stars? Uh, no, let's round up like you said. Ready? All right. Round up. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> yeah, we're giving that to ourselves anyway, Stephen. <laughs> uh, he says, you guys should tag along with some of the full-size invasion runs in Moab. I'll probably have a seed, and if not, someone will. I totally was going to go on one, and I got busy in Moab, so I came by your booth to apologize, and you weren't even there. So I think, Stephen, if you would like to come on the show and and talk about some of your awesome 4x4 pieces that you make for at, over there at Off-Road Design, we'd love to have you on. So uh, don't be a stranger. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for checking in. That was pretty cool. We got to get uh, that's those Smythe conversion guys on, too. Smith or Smythe? Smythe. I, I'm, it's a Y, so I'm going to Smythe. Potato, potato? I, I have no idea. It could be Smith. But we need to talk to them. And we need to figure out if we're on board or not. Because are those just like uh, rancheros? Are they El Caminos? What What is that to is us? It, is it a mullet? The mullet of the car world? Business in the front, party in the back. Why are you doing that? I don't know. What? Why would somebody sit there and go, I'm, that's my business? How many do you sell? Do you sell enough to make a business? I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. so many questions. And, and it's not like they're just doing it on front-wheel drive cars because they have all-wheel drive cars and rear-wheel drive cars. So there's some engineering involved. What does it do to the strength of the vehicle? What well, does it do? They claim like, it's all it's all engineering. And they're not trucks, so we don't like them. Then why are we talking to them? God what, damn what, What's wrong with us? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to have to figure this out. In the meantime. Just because it has a bed doesn't mean it's a truck. <laughs> in the meantime, I, I, you know what we haven't done in a while? No. Red Reviews. 
All right, so we haven't read any reviews in a while. We got three more. We, we're now up to 422 five-star reviews on iTunes. Five-star review! Five-star! <laughs> I love our pirate Emmy. <laughs> By the way, she emailed me, and she goes, Do I have another one? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, of course you do. And, uh, and she said... Uh, she said, now, did she listen or did one of her friends no, no, tell no, her? No, 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 she listened. Oh, she heard it. Yeah, and so then she emailed me, or I guess she texted me, and she goes, so I have another drop? And I'm like, yeah, I go, well done, right? And she goes, well, I wasn't sure if I was going to erase all of your interviews or if I was doing it right, but the risk was worth it. And I go, <laughs> because he didn't erase all the interviews, uh, well played. That would have sucked Oh, dude, I would have not well, been she has, uh, you know, she has dethroned. Which, she which, needs one more drop for a trifecta, though. Which kind of kills me because I. How do you top mounted parameters? You don't. She's trying. I know. She's, she's getting darn trying. close. All right, so let's read some. Five star review. Five stars. <laughs> oh man! All right, so here's one that says, "Yeah, buddies." Eight. Yeah, buddy. You can't just scroll. You can't I, just I know. Right over I it. know. So, uh, aviate and low. I don't know. You people have the weirdest names. Anyway. Just wanted to say, I finally gave a review, and of course, it's five. Thanks for the awesome show. Also, thanks for being good sports on Instagram. The show's great with minimal suckage. I've been listening since the beginning. And five stars! And we have this one here from Joe1607, best jingles ever. What? Five, five stars! So uh, you were like, uh, I know, I was like, wait, I'm like, you're hanging. I'm like, come on, let's go. Uh, and then we've got one from Dad76421 says, great show. Very entertaining and informative. I saw Titan XD towing an enclosed trailer down the highway this yes, morning. Yes, you did. And I immediately started humming the truck show jingle, dang it. <laughs> that dang intro. Keep up the good work, fellas. And five stars, stars every time. We need some type of Nissan like a sounder so whenever someone sees a Titan on the road, they hear they hear this jingle. I know. We mm. have something where Emmy just goes, <gasps> Nissan, and then we just play it every time someone mentions can, Nissan on yeah, the show. Yeah, Emmy, send in a that. send us another drop on the uh, five star hotline. Wow, we're still five rated on iTunes with over four hundred reviews. We love it. Thanks everybody. If you have a chance, head on over to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Please give us a five star review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Share the show. We want to get this thing big so we can keep on doing it. And so when you're driving down the freeway, you think Nissan Titan XD. Towing a trailer and yeah. you started humming our jingles. <laughs> you know what's weird, Holman? Is in Mexico they don't have news. So like, sure for they a week, do. No, no, no. There's no news. No, no, no. Nothing happens down there. You just there's you no sit on the beach. Uh-huh. You've got palm trees and you've got ocean and you have drinks and you have people that bring you those drinks. Uh-huh. And there's no news. I'm pretty sure that's not true. No, there is. So I don't know what's going on. Can you fill me in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't get your American uh, truck news fixed down there. No, you don't. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That's all right. Yeah, for, those, for, yeah. You know, vacation and rustiness and all that. It stuff. helped that you had your aunt. Your well, I had to. I had to go deep. I had to. Well, raw, you, you had you my man your, boobs. You filled well that too, but you filled your lungs with air. You're yeah. like, you filled yeah, my gut, my lungs, my man boobs. The whole thing was filled with air. I was I was all puffed up, ready to go. Hey, you have to do some special thing in Detroit this week, which we probably can't talk about. But I do. Um, you're gonna wear a suit, I assume, nope. right? Oh, you don't wear a suit? No. I've seen you wear suits before. It's true, you have. But, but so I, this event is not for, this is not suit attire. Yeah, it'll be like a button-up shirt and some jeans. Okay, so when you do wear a suit, do you still fit? I do. Oh, you do, okay. I do. How many times have you enlarged your suit? 
Uh, over the years? Yeah. I mean, do you Since buy new suits or, no. do you, or do you do you just go and pull the seam out in the back? No, no, no. When I uh, when I get a, <laughs> let me think about that. I've only bought new suits when I've needed to. I've got, I don't really do suits anymore. I do sport coats. Okay. So I just have to get a jacket. Oh, so you're doing the jeans sports coat thing? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well. I always thought that was kind of douchey. Yeah, it's either that or jeans and t-shirt. Well, jeans and t-shirt, no one has a problem with ever, but the jeans and sport coat thing, I, I always said, like, either commit and wear a suit or don't. No. No, it's great. Really? Button-up shirt, no tie, sport coat, nice belt, decent shoes. How do you feel about the guy, that, that old-school Miami Vice look, which is that, uh, which is... Well, that's a, the, the that's a t-shirt coat. with a sport coat. Yeah, that's, no, that's what that's I'm talking not, about. No, no, no you got to still have to have a button-up, like, collared shirt on. And and, and the shirt is, is tucked in, right? Or is yeah, it out? Yeah, no, it's tucked in, You because you have a nice belt on. Right. But no one can see it, because your belly's over it. No, that's not true. I don't have your belly. I have my belly. All right. So remember how we were sort of you know bashing Roush because they um, have like what twenty thousand dollars on a Super Duty that's more like just I don't know appearance and a little bit ago. Sure. Well, our good friend Von Gittin Jr. Who uh, is he? One of our good friends. Well, I wish he were. Last uh, at SEMA when I was on Launchpad, he was yeah. a judge with me, and he said he'd love to come on the show sometime. And then I never followed up. Okay. So um, we do know how to get hold of him. His RTR Design Group has a uh, package for the new Ford F one fifty. Tell me more. Uh, it is pretty cool. You know the nostrils on it? Yeah. They uh, are lit up like, you know, the signature LED lights. So those okay. kind of look kind of cool, That's right? That's cool. A lot of guys with the Super Duties have, have now there's electronics, so you can strobe them. You can do some really, really yeah, cool things. You light things. up the badges, all that kind of right. stuff. Right. So this one has the, uh, the part of the grill as part of the signature lights. It's got a new grill. It's got a pretty beefy skid plate. Um, some graphics packages on it that are asymmetrical, which is kind of cool, right? Uh, and... Basically takes a brand new Ford F-150, adds Fox 2.0 coilovers, a Ford Performance catback sport exhaust, 20-inch RTR uh, off-road wheels, which are really cool looking. Actually, they're sort of uh, kind of mimic some of like the rally car wheels, but they kind of look good on the truck. With a double ring like that? Yeah, like that. The tires are not big enough. That's very hmm, understated. The the that wheel tire big combo. old uh, big old fender flares on it like that. If you want to go check out fourwheeler.com or trucktrend.com and you can hear all about it. But they add Nitto Ridge Grappler tires. The inside has a leather dash with a serialized plaque, and is signed by Von Gittin Jr. himself. I did not know that he was behind RTR. Yeah, I have seen that logo a lot. And you know, it's Von Gittin, and I had no idea it was Von Gittin. Yeah, so he actually apparently helped um, Ford with uh, designing the next generation Mustang. And he wanted to do this F-150 package, um, kind of model like what would a truck muscle car look like, you know? And so there's some Mustang styling cues and stuff, and it's kind of more of a, a butched up, tougher, uh, you know, tougher F-150. But can you guess what the uh, price over the cost of your existing F-150 would be? Ooh, for that package. Hmm. This is the starting price. Mm, no. Again, it's got the grill, the fender flares. Wheels, coilovers, catback exhaust, Tires, graphics package, interior. floor liner, badges, lug nuts, TPFS sensors. Uh, it has lug nuts. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, well, thing black, to have on black, your sorry, black performance lug nuts. As I'm reading here, um, I gotta think. It's uh, let's call it. Let's call it seventeen. Uh, you can start at twelve thousand seven fifty. Start at twelve thousand yeah. seven fifty. That's I don't know what that includes. Okay, but it seems fairly reasonable. That's just the dash and the plaque. <laughs> it might be. I don't know for sure, but maybe we well, can get him. I, I have to say that I'm on his site now, and I really like his Mustang accoutrement. Accoutrement. <laughs> By the way, that was a reference to Winnebago Man. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, 
I really like the the nostrils, as you call them. I'd never heard them referred to as uh-huh. that, but on the on the F one fifty. I really like the grill on this Ford F one fifty. So I, I I would be I don't know that I'd buy the full package, but I would I would cherry pick. Yeah, maybe. I, I like the wheels too. I think the wheels are cool. Okay. All right. So uh, the New York Auto Show uh, was the same time as the Moab Easter Jeep Safari, and a little bit of news was made. Did you just out call of there. it the Moab? The Moab. Okay. Moab Easter Jeep Safari. <laughs> All right. And uh, Volkswagen. If you remember, we talked about their little Brazilian uh, unibody pickup called the Tarok. Yes. And you went a what? Right. And I went, right. Tarok? And you went, how do you spell that? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, the Tarok uh, came to the New York Auto Show to tease people about it being here in America, although there are, quote unquote, no plans to bring it here. But clearly, Volkswagen is testing the waters with the uh, pickup crowd mm-hmm. here. And did people just stand on the sidelines and go, Ooh. nope, because all the enthusiasts were in Moab. Oh, yes. <laughs> so none true. of us knew that that was happening. Right? So and, they're uh, just crickets. Yeah, crickets. Um, no immediate plans to bring it here, thankfully, although it will soon arrive in uh, dealers in Brazil. So those of you in Brazil mm-hmm. can go get yourself a Tark. Mm. And and what are those run? Cash? Uh, I have no idea. Price-wise? Why we don't would know? I know? I don't live I don't in Brazil. Don't yeah. care about Brazilian yeah. cars. Right. Um, but hey, it looks like- uh, Why be... would they bring it? What? Like, I don't even- Yeah, because trucks are big, and when you don't have a real truck, you make a fake one. Yeah. This mm. one has a- uh, they call it a bulkhead that's folded. It's like a GM midgate to extend the uh, t- space into the cab area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they claim a payload of 2,271 pounds, mm-hmm. which is pretty massive. And so that's where the the car slash truck squats so hard you're pulling the bot stops uh, off the freeway. That seems like a whole – I mean, I, I get that concept. You can say whatever you want. That is a whole lot of weight. Look at me. I'm carrying full 2,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, those videos on YouTube where somebody puts like four pallets on the roof of their Jetta and uses like twine to tie it un- to the undercarriage and looks like the suspension is about to explode out from under the car. Right, and then the guy makes a turn and the whole thing topples over. Oh, sounds just horrible. Yeah. Uh, Volkswagen is also catering. They're 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 trying to like weasel their way in this existing SUV space for these off road people. And they also had a lifted Volkswagen Atlas Base Camp concept that adds trail capability to their big unibody SUV. And they have a expedition style trailer being towed behind it. Now this is an Atlas. You called it? Yeah. This is the uh, the Atlas. Um, What's it based on? No, yeah, this is based on their Atlas. You can buy it today. It's their uh, three row big SUV. Um, but this one basically got- Man, I'm buying a Traverse. If I'm looking at this, I'm buying a Traverse or I'm buying a, a Nissan. I'm not buying the Atlas. That's weak sauce. Have you seen- Yeah, but have you seen the base camp? Uh, no, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, so the base camp takes that boring- And the Atlas like super boring looking. Uh, it's sure. just one of the most boring, generic- SUVs out there right now, right? To be honest, I, I'm uh, looking at it. On it's the, a night. It rides it dynamically. It's good. It's sure. German. Blah 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 blah. So sleepy. Right. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they went and they added a one and a half inch lift kit, courtesy of H and R. Ah, we just talked so, about H and R. I wonder if Roland yeah. had anything to do with that. It was uh, designed with endurance mountain biking in mind. So there's a couple of bikes on top of the trailer behind the Atlas. And it also has a custom air-designed body kit to make it look more tough, a front-runner roof rack with bike holders, LED light bars, and then a bunch of uh, Volkswagen accessory bits and- Not LED light bars. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, what really interests me, though, is they actually put a really decent tire on it, a 265-70 R17 BFG All-Terrain TA KO2. Is that close to a 33? Uh, it's a little bit over a 31. Okay. And so for that, it actually looks really good on that thing. Um, Will it even turn lock to lock, I wonder? I don't think it had to for the photos. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I mean, they Straight had to get lines. to the photo location, right. so I'm sure there might be some rubbing. Um, 
But it, it has this uh, Hive EX compact trailer, which hides a queen bed, deployable awning, stove, sink, refrigerator, freezer, and it's a lightweight expedition trailer that also features an integrated water tank, propane tank, toilet, mm-hmm. hot shower, and it rides on the same rolling stock as the base camp itself. Are we still talking about a Volkswagen? It is a Volkswagen, okay. yeah. So I think they're trying to say, hey, look at us, look at us. Mm-hmm. This doesn't exist, but uh, we sure wish you'd take us seriously in the off-road world. Yep, uh, next. Okay, our friends over at Rivian who uh, were trying to get on the show. Yes. Did you hear about Ford? Wait a minute. We're trying to get on the show or they're trying to get on the show? Uh, we're trying to get them on the show. Yes, okay. I've been trading emails with uh, their PR guy who I actually know from his previous job. Okay. So hopefully we can get them on. But uh, Ford just invested $500 million. Wow. And uh, if you remember, we talked a while back that uh, not too long ago, probably LA Auto Show season, uh, they secured $700 million from Amazon. So well over a billion dollars invested in this company so far. And uh, they were also rumored to be in talk with General Motors, but I guess that fell apart. But uh, Oh, now what? The, uh, how are they raising this kind of money? Like I, what special sauce well, do they I have? Well, I think it's the people, right. uh, number one. I, but they're, they're developing a next-generation battery uh, for Ford's growing EV portfolio, which is why Ford wanted to partner with them. I wonder if this guy, the, the CEO of the company, was already into battery manufacturing or something like that. Something, something, something. Yeah, we got to get them you on. Just don't enter out. the market and, and then say, oh, we're going to make this and have the likes of GM say, here's half a billion dollars for you. There's some, you're a hedge fund manager that knows people, or there must be some 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 connective tissue. You, you right. Know what well, I mean? yeah. Well, so we need to find that out. But Ford's already announced $11 billion in EV investments. <sighs> It plans to do a electric version of the F-150. And once the Rivian deal is approved, Ford's president of automotive, Joe Hendricks, is going to take a seat on Rivian's seven-member board. Okay. So I think that makes a lot of sense from a, from a corporate standpoint. Sure. But, man, those guys are killing it. Um, there's a lot to like about that thing. It's The design is really great. It's it's gorgeous. It looks very capable. I don't know. Do you, well, you said gorgeous. Do you, do you think it's I, – I think it's I'm a great I'm on the fence. Car. The front end of that I, Rivian is, is bizarre. I, I like it for what it is. What, what what is it? What well, do you, you like know, it like what the, it is? the lights and they change colors when you you know charge. So you know that you're at a full charge. I didn't know that. There's a bunch of cool stuff. But it it, it um, I like it. although it's still Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, that's so it's the, not a pickup. I know it's not that's, a truck a truck, but it's the future of this type of vehicle. I'm still interested. I want to know more. I oh I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm not 100. Let's go rah rah Rivian, but I'm also like okay, I, I'm listening. And where's Bollinger as as Rivian's raking in all these dollars? Um, I don't know. We haven't heard from them since our last conversation on whatever episode that was. All right, so moving away from EVs, back to uh, high-horsepower, awesome off-road vehicles. The uh, Dakar Rally has been announced that the 2020 Rally will be held in Saudi Arabia. It'll be uh, 12 stages, and I believe it'll start in Jeddah, and it'll be just over 5,500 miles through Saudi Arabia, obviously, like uh, the original location in northern Africa. Saudi yeah. Arabia has a lot of awesome sand and off-road terrain and all that, so... Uh, I guess they're looking forward to putting that on. It's kind of weird that it's not the, – the Dakar rally is named after Dakar, like the capital of, what is it, Senegal or somewhere? And so now they're – you can't just move. It's like the Long Beach Grand Prix, now in Kansas City. But they've already <laughs> like, moved yeah. it because of terrorism concerns and I stuff like that, right? That. They moved it to South America for I'm a while. I'm glad they did that, but they should have called it something different. You just can't have like, you know, it's the new F1 race in Monaco held in New York. You just can't do that. Like my damn Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? I mean, yeah, that's that's I, we. I hate that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not super uh, stoked on that. Anyway, I guess it's a five year deal for the rally to be run in Saudi Arabia, but other countries can be part of future routes uh, during that five years. But it'll be I guess Saudi Arabia will be the host country. 
The Dakar rally was in South America starting in 2009 after terrorism threats uh, led organizers to cancel the 2008 race. So it sounds like all that's under, uh, you know, is behind them now. What kind of trucks are racing in the Dakar rally? Dude, awesome. Just go Google it. There's so much good stuff. But I know that they're like Range Rovers and things like that, but I don't think of trucks. Massive man trucks, like those giant semi off-road trucks are racing. Oh, dude, yeah. What? Do a little research because it is unbelievable. when When you talk about the Dakar rally, you should give me some backstories to why the truck fans like me should care. Well, if you're a truck fan, you would already know. No, you, you don't. You Mini Cooper driver? No. I Don't even go there <laughs> as much. No, Dakar truck. Let's see here. Okay. Oh! Oh, the Red Bull truck. Uh, I see it. All mm, right. Got interested it. Interested now? I am interested. What is this oh, giant truck I see? see now, here? all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's the most awesome thing ever. Yes. Okay. Now I see this. What is the Dakar? Okay. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Okay. Now I'm into it. I'm going to take this. Uh, I'm going to have some private time with this sucker. Uh, so this thing is, uh, I don't know what one I, oh, uh, the front of the truck says Kamaz, K-A-M-A-Z. It does look similar to the man truck that you're referring to, but this thing is dope. Wow, and it's catching air. It just, I found this on the drive.com. It must uh, weigh 20,000 pounds. It's got, it's ridiculous, but... Okay, so um, I stand corrected. There are a lot of trucks involved in the <laughs> Dakar rally. Yes, and a lot of Americans like Robbie Gordon and uh, some of our uh, the the off road industry people that you would recognize recognize names of. Um, speaking of the off road community, there was a soldier. I don't know if you saw this going around the socials. Uh, you, United States Army Corporal James Wesley Trent had just returned from a year long tour of duty in the Middle East, and he had his customized gold hued Ford F two fifty stolen. And he was on leave with his family in Florida when the truck was stolen, and it was later found stripped and burned. Oh, my Lord. And it was this really cool Super Duty. Okay. And that looks like a wrap. And that's what it looks like. Yeah, it was, it was a wrap. Well, okay. Look at the burn. That's what oh, happened after wow. the uh, thieves torched it. Yeah, it is completely burned all the way down to the steel. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Uh, insurance would eventually replace the truck with a stock used model. Okay. Uh, but several companies in the off-road industry stepped up to help Trent. Everyone was happy to help a soldier turn a negative event into a positive one. And soon, I guess, $30,000 worth of donated truck parts arrived at an El Paso four-wheel parts store. Employees got to work. They installed bumpers, side steps, headlights, grill, bed cover, American Force wheels, donated wheels, Yukon gear, Fabtech, Axis Driveline, donated suspension lift kit for the truck. And then several other companies also do- donated parts for the build. Uh, the truck. Let me see, see it, it now. Here. Let me see it now. Oh, so it's got a, a really cool American uh, flag graphic, flag on, the graphic on the uh, yeah. tailgate there. And he says, uh, it's a feeling I can't fully comprehend yet, Trent told television station KTSM. It means the world to me. All the companies involved say they were honored to help out a soldier. Pretty awesome that the off-road community came together. I mean, all these companies are companies that you would deal with on a regular basis. To see them stepping up is awesome. We'll see if we can get him to come on the show because I, I would love to talk to him about his experience and, and find out more about the companies that came to help him and how all this started. But it was pretty cool to see that pass through uh, through social media, and we'll share it on Truck Show Podcast and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, that's it for uh, What's New in Trucks. That's lame. Where's, I know, I want more. Okay, let's make up some stories. Um, no, no, we don't uh, want to make okay. anything up. Okay. <laughs> Holman, do you mind if we do some five-star hotline calls? Oh, man, it's been a while. We, uh, we've we got quite a few to check in on. Yeah, <laughs> well said. 657-205-6105. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star hotline. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Jordan with Daytona Truck Meet. Just giving you a friendly reminder, we're about maybe over a month out. 
So, I hope you guys are ready. I know I'm ready. And I just want to say, Lightning, please, for the love of God, do not talk about your Mini Cooper. I don't. I destroyed one when I was younger. But I did it with my F-150, which was my first truck. So, (laughs) just letting you know. They're not very good cars. Get rid of it. Get a real truck. Okay. Bye. All right. Listen, (laughs) Jordan and everybody else, I don't talk about the freaking Mini. But you drive it. I do, I'm, I'm trying. I'm in the process of trying to find a new truck. I'll believe it when I see it. Ah, guy, it just all takes talk. time. It takes all time. Talk. It's that. Uh, Remember it's when you used talk. to have a truck and then you were like totally credible? Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've lost credibility so fast. I get it, guys. I get it. Trust me. Hi, Lightning and Holman. This is your fellow listener from Southern Oregon, Brian. Got a couple questions to ask you. One is: Are you sure she didn't say mount your parameters? So I thought I'd ask that question because every time I listened, I kept hearing not mounted parameters. The other question is, we were to get you press passes to our local event in September. Would you attend? Yes, it's the tiny truck thing, but don't worry. But what I heard, we're probably going to have a big truck there. You guys have a good one. By the way, five stars. Nice. All right, so here's the deal. Brian, no. She doesn't (laughs) say mount your parameters. The issue isn't the mounted part. The issue is... Parameters versus parameters. Right. It doesn't make it any better if she says mount your parameters. Listen closely. You ready? Right, Holman, don't say anything right. here. Shh. Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. I do not subscribe to that theory. Not it at is all. Mounted parameters, one hundred percent. Mounted parameters. Okay. Then the answer to your mini truck show or your your what is it? Little truck show? What is he calling it? Tiny truck tiny show? truck show. The mini truck show would be yeah. something different. All right, the tiny truck show. So he's, he's into RC trucks, and scale s- the scale RC trucks that are very detailed, and I doubt we'll be there. I um, mean, not because we don't love <laughs> no, we love you trucks, but and we love uh, you listening. Literally, we have had time uh, trouble finding time to do the show. Yeah. with our crazy tr- uh, travel schedules. And uh, we have had to turn down a lot of stuff lately to, to come do stuff with you guys. And But keep throwing it out there because if there's a weekend that we can get somewhere uh, and we can show up, we'll be there. It just so happens that our schedules are crazy right now. Hey, guys, this is Ryan. Um, calling right out from southeastern Pennsylvania. Just wanted to say I'm a little behind, but uh, I'm only on episode 59 right now. And I just heard both of you guys talking about TDIs and the diesel gate issues and everything else. And I wanted to respectfully correct you and uh, let you know, Mr. Holman, that the vehicles are for sale. They're unlimited two-year warranties. I bought this one June of last year. Um, actually, out of necessity, because of those GMs that everybody seems to love so much, I've never owned a car before. Always had uh, Jeeps. I had two TJs, two Gen 2 Tacos, uh, two 150s, and I, I bought a Silverado thinking that it was going to be the best truck I ever owned. And uh, my 17... Uh, All-Star Edition 5.3 had uh, an inherent issue, as I came to find out, with Chevy, and uh, the 6L80 transmission would uh, bump shift or slam shift or whatever you want to call it, because for whatever reason, Chevy can't figure out how to get the rear drive shaft to properly meet the transmission, and uh, I ended up having a lemon in the truck, and Chevy wouldn't back me up on it. So uh, I just want to let you guys know I absolutely love the show. It's uh, been a huge part of uh, of getting me through my long days of driving, and I uh, just wanted to thank you very much for everything you do. But uh, Chevy sucks. You guys are awesome. Have a good day. Bye. 
Never, uh, I don't think that I've ever heard that in the same sense before. Chevy sucks and you guys are awesome. Yeah, well, that's uh, there's first time for everything. Um, so yes, those uh, five threes with the eight speed, we had uh, one, uh, one our, I believe it was truck truck and pickup truck of the year, and we had an issue, same issue with the eight speed slamming gears, and they make a under load a really big like, sound as it resonates with the drive shaft right. when they do a hard shift. So yes, and I have had several people with that generation of transmission that have had that issue. I've had it on uh, friends that have Denali's, had it on our own testers, and yeah. So what about the class action lawsuit? Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> I did see that on a couple of sites. Yes. And apparently owners of General Motors vehicles are claiming the eight-speed automatic houses a major defect. And uh, drivers attempting to accelerate or decelerate feel hesitation or shake, shudder, jerk, clunk, or hard shift when the uh, trans changes gears. And I can tell you firsthand that I have actually felt that in some of our test vehicles before. Uh, if you notice that GM has on their higher trim models, the current trucks are 10 speeds, which are fantastic. Um, I will say that the 8-speed behind the current 5.3s and the Silverados and the 19s, whatever it is, they're way better shifting. And I haven't heard any owners about it, but... Here's what uh, here's what we're finding out is there's a detailed list of models targeted. They either have the 8L90 or 8L45 8-speed automatic. It's the 15 to 17 Cadillac Escalade and Escalade ESV, the 15 to 19 Silverado, the 15 to 19 Corvette, 15 to 19 Sierra, 15 to 19 Yukon Yukon XL, 16 to 19 ATS ATSV, 16 to 19 CTS CTSV, 16 to 19 Cadillac CT6. 16 to 19 Camaro, 17 to 19 Colorado, and 17 to 19 Canyon. Now, I can tell you, I've only experienced it with the small block V8 in the uh, half-ton trucks. I've not experienced it across all those different vehicles that are listed. Uh, so I don't know from the things that are listed there. I would have included the new Allison as well. And here's why. there It seems that though there is a number of uh, Allison owners that are having this same issue with their 6.6 Duramax, where they're in either, uh, they're in fifth or sixth gear on the highway, and they do a slow acceleration to pass a vehicle, and the transmission can't decide whether it should downshift or not, and they get a huge clunk, and in some cases it's violent, and can lock up the uh, the transmission, almost setting them into well, a, a momentary skid. Are you talking about stock trucks or modified trucks? Stock trucks. I have not seen that on stock trucks. I've I seen some of the videos you, on yep. the modified trucks. I have not seen Mo that on it, stock it, trucks. So, so it's a it's a it's an issue that appears to be right under the surface of many vehicles. So if you put a tuner on it, it exacerbates the issue. But I can tell you that there are at least half a dozen trucks that I'm aware of that are bone stock that are being logged that have this issue, and the guys can make this happen on command. Yeah, that's not good. Obviously, it's not a part of this lawsuit because they're one's a diesel transmission, two Understood. completely different architectures, all that stuff, different number of speeds, all that. But it's it's interesting. GM has long been known as a company that makes a very mighty fine transmission. Sure. So to see some of these issues come through is a little bit disconcerting. So um, I don't have any do you, additional information do you on think, it other than I have experienced that. Holman, do you think that they're trying to soften up the shift so much so so many people enjoy trucks the way that they do passenger cars? Like they're trying to... Yeah, they're trying to refine them. Refine Obviously, if you them. look at that list of vehicles, it's behind a lot of cars or luxury vehicles. So I honestly, I don't even want to get in the fray and, and, and jump in with any ideas of sure. what my opinion is. I don't know enough about it. All I can say is that I have experienced that. So... What our uh, what our caller Ryan here is saying is is he's on the money and uh, sounds like uh, he got his TDI Volkswagen. What I really want to know though is 
nobody who has bought a TDI Volkswagen has called to tell us how they drive after the fix. That's what I'm curious about because I spent a year at Diesel Power Magazine in a Passat TDI, which I absolutely loved. It only had 140 horsepower, but that car would go. I mean, I was getting upwards of 47, 48 miles per gallon. If you go to, uh, I believe it's on trucktrend.com. Did you just say in 47, 48? Yeah. What? I made it 798 miles on one tank from here to Parachute, Colorado, <laughs> from Southern, Southern California. Okay. And uh, it's it's unbelievable how torquey, how, I love that car. It was honestly, I was so surprised by how much I liked that car. Um, it was big, it was comfortable, it rode great. It was just it was just a great all-around car. But it was polluting. Uh, apparently. So <laughs> I want to know from somebody who bought one, Ryan, if you want to call back or, or write back, I'm just curious what the, the drivability is after the fix and if they lost any uh, power, any horsepower or torque numbers, anything like that. So 657-205-6105. Got another one? Hey, Ryan again. Calling back because I got a little flustered getting a chance to talk to you guys. I guess you could call it Starstruck. First off, just wanted to tell you, uh, Mr. Holman, your phone number is listed on Facebook still, and I tried calling that first and it went directly to your voicemail, so I probably hung <laughs> off because I don't want to be bothering you on your personal cell phone. And uh, second of all, I'm from Northwestern New Jersey, so uh, this California pop that you guys talk about, being from the best state in the union, I uh, completely understand. What, uh, where you guys are coming from about having pride in, in, in where you're from and where you're raised. Um, but when I said Chevy sucks, I was joking. I actually realized that there are a lot of very, very good things uh, that, you know, General Motors as a whole does. I just had a terrible experience, and uh, it's probably going to keep me from ever buying another vehicle from, from General Motors ever again. Again, just wanted to say thank you. Um, I am thanked as being somebody who has an obsession with trucks, and you just need that and make it even better. So, uh have a good one, guys, and thanks again. I think we really owe Ryan a T-shirt. That clears it up all the way, Ryan. <laughs> uh, we, we take back everything that you said, and we will move on to yeah. the uh, next caller. Chuck Show Podcast, what you said, then. <laughs> Matt from Baldwin Park. When I was stationed in Washington, it was pronounced Puyallup. Puyallup. Also, Holman, I have a question for you. Do you prefer Dr. Pepper in a can or a plastic bottle? There, dude. Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's got to be a can. There's actually a there's a hierarchy. Got to uh, be it's got to be a can, right? Hold on, the hierarchy is okay. Fountain Dr Pepper with crushed ice. Okay. Fountain Dr Pepper, and this is in the order of best to worst. Okay. Fountain Dr Pepper with cubed ice, ice cold can, blazing hot, sitting in my car for three days on a hundred degree weekend can. Okay. And then that crap they serve in a plastic bottle. Why is because I agree with you a hundred percent. It's yeah. incredible that, that we yeah we're eye to eye on this. Why does the plastic bottle suck so hard? More importantly, why does crushed ice taste so good? I don't know, uh, but well, it's way I, better. I know, I know why. Okay, because there's a lot more surf, uh, 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 surface area. Yeah, on the so, ice. but but what are you saying? Is that making the drink colder? Yes. So you think that it's colder when you drink it, and that's why, cr- or is it that you get those little crunchy pieces of delicious crushed ice up the straw, and you're like, oh, oh, it's uh, just great. I think it's colder. And as for as far as the bottle goes, this is what I don't understand: is people get like I'll go somewhere to a relative's house, and they're like, "I got you, Dr. Pepper." You're like, "Oh, thank God!" And then they and serve they, it to you in a bottle. They pull it out of a bottle. And then you go, hmm. Or they go- So the two liter is even worse than the small yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you open it, you <laughs> ruined it, right? Yeah. You got to drink it that day. And then you have the little bottles, but why does it- So this is what I don't understand. When you go to somebody's house and they offer you a beer- Yeah. Or a can of soda. Yeah. It's always cold. Yeah. But when you go to somebody's house and they go, I made a special shopping trip just for you, 
I brought you Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. It always comes out in a warm ass bottle from their pantry or their garage with a glass of ice. And you're going, seriously? No. Well, you couldn't put it in the fridge? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that they bought Dr. Pepper for me, but at the same time, it's like, who drinks from that plastic? It just doesn't taste right. Now, you're, now, how do you feel about the forthcoming Dr. Pepper Dark Berry? Uh, you mean the thing that about 400 people tagged on my yes, Facebook page last yes, week? that one. Um, I'll try it, but I'm not. There's the thing about Dr. Pepper is like every time you think I'm going to make like Emmy Hall, Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. Right? She loves a Diet Dr. Pepper. It does not taste like Dr. Pepper. No. It is not Dr. Pepper. It's not from the Dr. Pepper family. No. It's almost like it's, a- That's what it is. It's almost like a really crappy, like extra third generation- four times removed cousin or something like that. Right. That's sort of because genetics are weird looks sort of like you or something. Diet but Dr. It's not Pepper? The same. No good. No, no okay. good. Okay, so then you go on a road trip and you're like, oh, I got this great soda machine you can add vanilla and cherry to. And mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I'm going to try it. Never as good as regular Dr. Pepper, ever. I've had some suicides that have been almost as good. Nope, almost though. Yeah. So I just don't think you can improve upon Dr. Pepper. I mean- if I wanted market something share, berry, right? just, it's just market yeah, share. They're if I wanted something market berry, I'd just go get a cherry Coke. But then it's cherry Coke and it's not Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And cherry Dr. Pepper doesn't taste right. Mm. I just want my – just a, here's the deal. Bring me a cup of Dr. Pepper and some crushed ice and call it a day. <laughs> you don't have to try too hard for that. Right. Lightning and Holman. Hey, I have a theory about the J6 concept at Jeep Safari. So Jeep said that they're not going to make a two-door Gladiator. But if they made the J6 as it is, it wouldn't really be a two-door gladiator, now would it? Because as uh, Holman said, I think it's a it's a it's a it's based on the JL frame, right? Which is a different frame than the gladiator. So it wouldn't really be a two-door gladiator. It would be a JL pickup. So could it be that Jeep has been uh, being a little bit tricky with us and uh, you know being a little bit cryptic? Could they make this J6? Am I onto something? I don't know. I, I can I can dream. Anyways. Five stars. <laughs> Five, Five stars. stars. He can dream. Okay, so yes. Yeah, so here's the deal. The Gladiator is its own frame. The whole rear section is completely different. The rear suspension is different. The rear axle is different. Different brakes, all that. The J6 concept that they released at Moab Easter Jeep Safari was built on a JL platform. So it has JL rear suspension and JL chassis and JL, JL, JL. Could you make that out of a JL? Yes. It's no different than what AEV did with the original Brutes where they took TJs and made them into the original TJ-based brutes. You need a cab closeout, you need a top, uh, you need a bed. But here's the thing. I've had several people text me going, come on, you know they're going to make it. They're just teasing us. The reality is not on the product pipeline. I I can tell you you that for for sure. sure. I know that for sure. Okay. Number two, there are no stampings. That bed is six feet. The Gladiator is five feet. They cut up two Gladiator beds to make that one bed. So the amount of tooling that you would have to do to make even that simple, plus now you're asking somebody to take a $40,000 decently equipped JL and make it less capable because you're taking out the rear seats and you're taking mm. out the cargo and you're, you're throwing away a top and all that kind of stuff. So it starts to get pretty expensive. Now, I'm not going to lie. I may have mentioned to uh, uh, the, the boys over at AV, Matt Felderman and Dave Harriton, and said, hey, when I was wheeling with them in Moab, by the way, their new JL suspension... Amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so good. We should have them on to talk about it, but it was it was really good. Um, but I said, why don't you guys start making like the original Brute Kit and start converting the four-doors into the, the two-door trucks because I would buy one. And they said? And they said, we are going to make a lot of money off of uh, Gladiator's pickup truck accessories. 
And I don't know that they necessarily want to go back down to making those those cottage-type vehicles again. Got it. Um, I don't know if they have the appetite for that. And mm. so that doesn't mean they're not working on it. Who knows? But AV is the company to pull it off. Now, Mopar did do their JK8 kit a long time ago, which was a closeout, but it used the tub of a JK to make a pseudo pickup. So they have offered those sort of kits that require body shop and painting and welding and spot welding and all this kind of stuff. So it's possible. Anything's possible. But it's unlikely. But it's not coming down the production line. Yeah. Unless 100,000 of you with cash and torches show up at Auburn Hills and say, <laughs> build us this, they're probably- Do people still carry torches? Uh, I mean, I, if you want something, if you want to get noticed, you want something done, um, I would say that it's probably just a pipe dream. And I look at that truck and I'm like, that is the one I would totally want. Yeah. I'd be all over that. Man, can it happen? Man, can it happen? No. Uh, somebody will make one. Maybe it's like an AV or Bruiser Conversions or some of those companies that have done the, the conversions yeah. and stuff in the past. Maybe even Mopar. Yeah. But it's it's not. You got me interested in what AEV is going to be doing with Gladiator. Yeah. It's going to be great. Wait, wait, you don't know? Oh, you do know? It. I can't talk about it. Wait, what? Embargo. Oh, God damn it. Embargo. Not again. How do you... Wait, is it... You can't... You know that AE... Wait, is it with Jeep? Are they doing? Oh, it is. It's got its collaboration. No, it's just there's it's, it's an there's AEV. company. I talked to a lot of people. I can't always talk about what I talked about until I can talk about it. <sighs> All right. Well, I appreciate you asking the question, and we want your calls to the five star hotline. Five star. Five star. Five star. Hotline six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. That's six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Or just go to our Instagram at Truck Show Podcast and hit the call button, and then you'll ring us, and you can leave a message. And if it's good, we'll play it. All right. Well, on that note, I uh, guess it's time to end the show. I'm gonna head to Mexico again and uh, just sit on the beach and drink some more pina coladas. Your body cannot take any more sun. <laughs> okay. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. You know, if you do head back down to Mexico and lay out anymore, those yeah. UV rays are gonna cause us to rename this show. To what? Well, I think it would be the. Uh, let's see. The Truck Show Podcast with Leather and Holman. <laughs> Leather Holman. I'm going to look like Tan Mom. Do you remember her? Oh, man. She was so she like, like she orange. rubbed herself with cocoa butter and put herself in the microwave. Yeah, I think she's still around. She comes on stern every once in a while. Oh, that's weird. Do you think oh, she'd come gosh. on this podcast? No, I, I, just, I, that was a joke. We do not want Tan Mom on our show, no. Oh, man. All right, so uh, we want to thank Nissan. You guys have stuck by us for so long, and we really appreciate it. We've got you with uh, for a whole nother year, and you're amazing. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the Titan and the Titan XD. Or if you're looking for an entry-level truck, check out the uh, Frontier or their line of NV vans, which are amazing. Oh, and I, was, I saw NV vans in Mexico, and I thought, all right, I have to get a truck, but I really love vans. I, I mean, just do. I'd be fine. Because vans are cool so because here's you've, got, a, you've got the security. Like, no one's okay. getting in there. I've heard a vicious rumor that you can take the four-wheel drive system from the Titan XD yeah. and put it under the... Uh, front of a uh, Nissan NV2500. No, wait a minute. Drive oh, that's no rumor. With you all and I, Nissan hold on a second. I was on the freeway, <laughs> and I had one pass me the other day in the carpool lane, and that's what I told you about. And he goes, oh, there's a company in Utah that makes that. Uh-huh. And we need to get them on the phone. All right. Let me add them to the list. Yes. But Nissan. Yeah, Nissan. Five year, 100,000 mile warranty. Go get yourself a truck. Nissan Titan. Titan oh, yeah. SD do that. Frontier. Do that for sure. And Man. also, um, we want you to go to uh, decked.com because if you're looking for a storage solution, you don't know that you're looking for a storage solution because right now you just got a bunch of loose crap rolling around the bed of your truck and you need to get it in just organized in these beautiful you know what it is? drawers. What? It's like when you put a bunch of change in the center console 
and it rolls around, and then you realize, I've got one of those little change holders. And then you put the little, you put all the nickels in, and then you put all the dimes in. No, but no, no one uses, like, we've all had those change holders, but we don't use those. But if you had like a, a small cup or a bucket for each one. Think and, of how much a deck drawer would hold. That's well, a lot that's of change. What I'm saying. Now, then when you go and it's like, you get your cup of coffee and it's like, you know, $3.58, you go to the back of your pickup truck bed, you take down your tailgate, you pull out your drawer, and you have so much loose change, you can always pay for just handfuls of change. like $30,000 in change to fill that thing <laughs> How up. How heavy would that be? I, I don't know. but it Would, would you still be able to put 2,000 pounds on top of your deck system? I would suspect so, but you'd have to call AEV for a new suspension. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, check out uh, deck.com if you're in the market for a cargo storage solution. And don't forget, check us out on our social at Truck Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or if you're one of 44 people, you can go to Twitter and it's at Truck Podcast. That's just ridiculous. Why are we at Truck Podcast? No, just <laughs> don't even do long. Pretend that we don't even have Twitter. Just don't even go there. Just follow us <laughs> at Truck Show Podcast uh, on Instagram. And we would really appreciate a five star review. Five star review. Five stars. Even better if you do in a pirate voice like Emmy does there. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to our next show. Welcome back to America. And, uh, I guess uh, I guess that was pretty good for you being gone. Like I haven't seen you in like ten days. I am rested and not ready. Yeah. Good luck on Monday. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>